The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. You're listening to Pure Opelka. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Wello, wello, wello. How about that? Uh, third hour, Pure Opelka today. We are trying to monitor everything going on. Interesting discussion with the gentleman who just spent six days and five nights in North Korea. I really would like to know, though, you got to break away from those tours because I don't think I don't think North Korea lets you see anything they don't want the rest of the world to see. Certainly, we didn't see where Otto Warmbier ended up. You know, that's uh, that's obvious. It would have been wonderful had we seen where Otto Warmbier ended up. Not wonderful, but it would have been more educational. I think, I think any country wants you to see the best. They don't want you to fly into the worst parts. But uh, Brian Saylor's pictures do show the, the places that North Korea wants you to see. And there are a couple of shots of some farmland that show people actually working in the farms. They're kind of interesting. Their technology centers, their spending on te- technology is amazing when you look at the, the buildings they have. But I really do find it spooky to see that these cities, these, these huge cities and these buildings are, are pretty much empty. And it, it's very clean. I guess they probably kill you if you drop a, a gum wrapper on the ground. But it, it really was a fascinating discussion. And he seems to be a guy who would like us to be more diplomatic I don't think North Korea is really an open place. That's the problem. Until it's an open place, we really can't understand what the heck's going on there. Interesting. A couple of stories that I'm watching as we're monitoring any, any big news out of Washington. Sean Spicer has uh, the, big, the big news in his first on-camera press conference in eight days. The big news is that uh, he's not denying he's stepping down or moving away from handling the press briefings every day. That's, that's something he can't actually admit to. But we're waiting to see. And he also won't, uh, won't tell anybody. Uh, he won't make a prediction or weigh in on, on the 6th District in Georgia. He did, uh, he did get quizzed on a little bit, and he responded to the question, what you might expect. Um, look, I, I've said before I'm not going to comment on the political nature of, of an ongoing race. That being said, I think if you look historically, um, special elections um, generally don't foretell a, a, the outcome of you know, a races multiple years down the road. Uh, this is a race that the president or a, a district that the president won by one point. It's obviously going to be competitive. Um, but uh, we'll have to see tonight. Obviously, that's up to the people of Georgia's 6th District to decide. Yeah, obviously. But they, the question was, you know, will this be an indication of anything for 2018? And I think he got that absolutely right. This is not going to be any sort of bellwether election here. This is, uh, this is just a special election that also has a lot of money involved in it, that has uh, very little time available uh, and and in terms of, of of what we can do, of what we as as well, you know, we're we're not going to get a prediction out of him. The president's going to support the candidate. 
Uh, he also answered uh, on, on the health care bill. He answered on the health care bill a question about uh, what's going on and details on the health care bill. The president clearly wants a bill that has heart in it. Um, he believes that uh, health care is something that is near and dear to so many families and individuals. Um, he made it clear from the beginning that those, that was one of his priorities. And as the Senate works its way through this bill, as the House did, um, any ideas are welcome to strengthen it, to make it more affordable, more accessible, and deliver the care that it needs. Uh, but this is an area that the president believes passionately about. He cares. He understands the role that health care plays in so many people's lives and their families. Um, and he wants to make sure that we do everything we can to provide the best option for him as Obamacare continues uh, to fail. And Part of this bill, though, that leads them well, to believe that the Senate is doing something. There's, I'm not, again, th this is an ongoing discussion with Senate leaders and individual senators that he's had. You know that we've brought a lot of those individuals to the White House, uh, and there's been staff level meetings as well, Secretary Price and others. Uh, so I'm not going to get into the private discussions that have occurred, uh, but I will just say that uh, the more that we can do to produce a bill um, as it works its way through the process that achieves the president's goals, I think that's something that we can all agree on. John. What Spicer is dancing around here and I find very interesting is as this press conference is going on, as as this is happening right now in D.C., Mike Pence is meeting with the GOP leadership. Mike Pence is actually sitting down with the GOP leadership and you know that they're talking health care because Pence is the guy who's been charged by the president to make sure that that gets that bill gets done. So while he's trying to basically uh, give party line stuff here, we know what's going on. There's some some wrangling happening right now because I'm sure because of what happened last night and because of the way the Democrats are playing this and because there are two two Republican senators who are women who are saying we're not sure we're going to vote for this. And there are two conservative senators, men who are saying, uh, Rand Paul being one of them, saying we're not sure we're going to vote for this, that puts the GOP on the short side of things and they're not going to get the bill through. So it's a very, very, very tough situation currently. Now, maybe there's a change. Uh, Spicer was also asked about what we're going to do about North Korea. As you remember, we were just talking about North Korea. What are we going to do about Otto Warmbier's death? And how will we put pressure on North Korea? Katie. Hey, Sean. My first question is, does the administration have anything to say to China about the death of Otto Warmbier? Well, I think the president has spoken very clearly um, about uh, how he, the first lady, and our country feels about the loss of this American. Uh, and obviously, um, when you look at um, how he was handled. It's something that we will continue to apply economic and political uh, pressure and try to continue to work with our allies. Uh, we've had, I think, positive movement on China over the past five months of this administration. Um, and we'll continue to work with them and others to put the appropriate pressure on North Korea uh, to change this behavior and, uh, and this regime. See, I think the reality here and I believe it's the, the honest reality here is we have three Americans there still being held by the North Koreans. And there's reportedly a Canadian and also possibly a French prisoner of war. And that's really what they are. They're not criminals, as the North Koreans would have you believe. But they are, in fact, 
prisoners of war. And so I think it's really tough for, for us to answer anything definitively on this. And it's going to be tough for a while. You know, I didn't get time to ask Brian Saylor what he would have thought about that question or what he would have done without a warm beer, or if he were even tempted at any point on his visit to grab uh, one of the political banners. Thank God he didn't. I'm sure. I'm absolutely sure he didn't want to do that, especially knowing. I, I, I wonder what the uh, what the materials are like that they would give you before you go into uh, a country like North Korea. You know, like when you go camping in the Canadian Rockies, you have to take a, a bear course before you go in. A 30-minute course on how to deal with the bears in, in the mountains and in the woods. So I'm sure they give you at least a 30-minute course or some pamphlets on what not to do if you are, uh, if you are in North Korea and you're tempted to take a uh, poster. Just a, a simple thing. I just got handed this. And this, I, I just, I don't know what to say, people. I really don't know what to say. If, if this is where our world is going, if this is, if this is the next phase for, for America and the free world, I think we have a problem. The new Ken doll has been introduced. You know, Barbie and Ken. Mattel has come out with Barbie's new boyfriend, Ken doll. And um, one of the versions has a man bun. One of the versions of the brand new Ken doll has a man bun. Uh, they're introducing, as a matter of fact, 15 new looks of Ken dolls. And why not? Why? Why make it a Ken doll? Why not? Why can't we have just a whole bunch of genders now? And I, I shouldn't even say that out loud because somebody's going to do it. But Mattel, just today, has introduced the new Ken dolls, including different skin tones, body shapes, hairstyles, and uh, I'm, I'm guessing you're going to be able to gender identify different Ken dolls. But one of them. I guess it's the hipster Ken doll has cornrows. One of them has a man bun. One of them wears hipster shorts. A bunch of them wear hipster shorts. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I ever opened up this story. I'm sorry I ever picked up the paper that was handed to me and said, hey, you might like this. This is funny. No, it's not funny. It's the end of the world as we know it. Now, Apparently, Ken was in need of a makeover, says the editor-in-chief of the Toy Review website, TTPM. Kids who played with their new Barbie dolls that have been given a makeover don't want an outdated Ken doll, and they had to update the storyline. I, I understand. I understand that you want to update the Ken doll. But the man bun, now we've gone too far. Seriously. I'll tweet out a link to the story, and you guys can tell me if you think the world's coming to an end. And when we come back, maybe we'll get some real news out of London. Our friend Simon Owen is in London. He's covering the uh, terror attack in Paris, as well as the alleged or reportedly possible revenge terror attack 
in London from two nights ago. That's next on Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. This is Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. We've talked to him before. He's our buddy from London. His name is Simon Owen. He reports uh, for Fox sometimes. You hear him on Fox Radio. He's he's based in London, and he's he's everywhere, but he covers the, the general news beat. i got to ask him about Wimbledon because there's a chance Riley might get into Wimbledon, but... Uh, I got to ask him about the news stuff first. So, Simon, uh, based on reports we're hearing, I want to talk about all the the Paris story and the London story. But based on reports we're hearing, the London situation with the truck that ran over the people outside of the mosque, uh, is that being considered a a revenge attack? I, I don't think we know. It's, it's certainly being treated as, as terrorism, um, and the suspected a- attacker is, is being held uh, for terror offences, uh, as well as attempted murder. Uh, I mean, you, as, you, as you hint, you know, this, this does follow a spate of Islamist attacks here in England, and then, then you get an attack on a group of Muslims. And mm-hmm. just to recap, it was just after midnight going into Monday morning, uh, a van was driven into a group of Muslims who had recently left evening prayers at a mosque uh, here. And so there is the potential that, yes, this is a direct revenge for the recent Islamist attacks in England. At the same time, anti-Muslim, far-right, violent extremism is something that has concerned UK authorities for a while. And if we ever got sight of their watch list of people uh, suspected extremists who, in an ideal world, they would keep an eye on everybody on that list, then, you know, the, predominantly the biggest threat facing UK at the moment, I think it's fair to say, is Islamist extremism. But far-right extremism is something that concerns the authorities as well. So it may be that this is a broader thing. This was just a long-held grudge that was, uh, that was acted on uh, a couple of nights ago. So we don't know. But certainly uh, the way it went down does suggest that there maybe is some inspiration taken from recent attacks because... It involved a vehicle being driven into pedestrians. That has happened twice in London since March. It's happened elsewhere in Western Europe as well. Mm. And and that's um, I, it's got to be nerve wracking for everybody in, in not just London but all over the country. And now yesterday in Paris, we had this this vehicle running into a police van, and that even seems to be a little more concerning because of what they found inside. Correct. Yeah, this was uh, an incident on the Champs-Élysées, an iconic street in uh, the middle of Paris, uh, lined with really high-end luxury stores and restaurants and theatres, and it's a big tourist spot as well, and the Arc de Triomphe 
sits at one end, and indeed uh, a police officer was killed by an Islamist attacker a couple of months ago, just before France uh, elected a new president. Uh, what we hear in this incident was there was a, there was a car. This attacker had a car uh, which was loaded with arms and explosives. Drove it into a police van. Uh, there was an explosion. And uh, police jumped out of their vehicle, ran to the car, pulled out the driver, which sounds like they were perhaps attempting to uh, to save him, but the driver uh, died in the blast. So uh, a dramatic attack, but the only person injured in this one was uh, was the attacker who was killed. Mm. And we don't, they have not released an identity or said any connections to other groups have been identified yet. They they have actually put his name out. Um, according to French media reports, he, he's being named as Adam Jazari, uh, a 31-year-old from a suburb of, of Paris. And the key thing here, which fits the pattern with previous attacks in France, he had been on the police radar for uh, connections to radicalism. Okay. Well, then that makes sense. And it's like you said, it, it's almost impossible to keep track and keep watch on every person on every list. It's It's got to be a daunting task. I, I certainly appreciate your, your on-the-ground reports there, Simon, and I love catching up when I see you on TV. I stop. Uh, big question for you. Can I talk about something a little lighter? Yeah, please uh, do. It's okay. been a heavy month. Good, good. Uh, we're, we're like uh, two weeks away from uh, the fortnight known as Wimbledon. Will you, be, will you get that <laughs> assignment? <laughs> Do you know what? Most years I try. I try and find an American connection and say to the office in New York, I really think we should be down there. But in a previous job, I, I got to cover it every year, well, every look, day here, let me with uh, a box on center court. You know, it was an incredible gig. And it, it's a it's a special place. And, you know, it's hard work to get tickets. You have to queue up and you line up for hours early in the morning to get in but uh you are rewarded with a day of excellent tennis in a beautiful ground oh I, I was there in 2015 and here's i have an evil plan for you simon maybe i can help you <laughs> out i have a nephew who's a 19 year old pro he's in the qualifier tournaments trying to get in but there are a host of young americans so if you need an american connection if <laughs> if riley opelka gets in I will I will vouch that you need to cover it so we can have a correspondent there. Let me know who I need to talk to. Uh, you, you know, one of the really curious things I think about Wimbledon, very British way of doing things, you know Brits love to queue, yeah. uh, join lines, make lines. When you go to Wimbledon and try and get tickets early in the morning, you are given a leaflet describing how to queue. That is how seriously uh, they take it at well, the tennis. But to be fair, kidding. everyone gets in in a very orderly manner. You, you are absolutely not kidding. It is amazing to see. Simon Owen, we so appreciate you. And uh, maybe, maybe we can conspire to make that Wimbledon assignment happen. I'll work out keep, it. Keep in touch. Keep in touch. Thank you, sir. Take care. Oh, Simon Owen, the guy who's got the good gig. And can you imagine that job to be courtside in a box, center court, covering Wimbledon? Yeah, that would be something I would, uh, I would aspire to do. And we'll know uh, the, the young one, Riley, is still an outside shot for this year, for those of you who will wonder. All right. Enough of my uh, inside baseball on tennis. See what I did there mixing my sports metaphors? When we get back, I noticed something on C-SPAN that uh, reminded me of the PTL Club. Anyone remember the PTL Club with Jim and Tammy Faye Baker? Anybody? The craziness of the PTL club? 
Well, I noticed something yesterday, might have even been very early this morning, involving Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. They might be the Jimmy Baker and Tammy Faye Baker of the Democratic Party. I'll explain what I mean. I'll play an example next on Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Your Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. I know it's nothing new to those of you who've been uh, part of this program for a long time, but I tend to have a, a little bit of a different view of the world. I tend to look at things through uh, <laughs> a different tint on my glasses, if you will. And I see things, and and sometimes they connect me to previous times, and sometimes they just infuriate me, as the man bun on the Ken doll did. And sometimes they make me say, wait a minute, is this happening again? As we talked about the changing of jerseys between the GOP and the Democrats on this this hidden health care bill. It's 2009 all over again just different teams shouting the same argument at each other. And yesterday, I think this was yesterday, Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren made an appearance on C-SPAN. And they were, it, it reminded me of something as I, as I watched this unfold, these two hyper-progressives talking to the audience and they, of course, were talking about the health care plan that the GOP is trying to push forward, the uh, replace Obamacare plan. And as I'm watching this, I'm suddenly awash in the feeling that I've seen this before, that I've, that I've experienced this somewhere before. It's an incredible deja vu moment. But I'm also awash in the feeling of a topic that's been approached not only here, but on, I think on Glenn's show and some of the other shows, I think Doc has even talked about this. To some people, many of the, many of the millennials, politics has become their religion. And I, I understand that, that religion and faith for so many years in the, in the university systems Religion and faith was taken apart, specifically Christianity was, was mocked ad nauseum. And so I can understand why people who have drifted away from Christianity or faith might be looking for something else that they could latch on to and, and have direction in their lives. And for many people, many young people without faith, politics has filled that gap. And so as I'm watching Jimmy... Or as there, I just tipped it off. As I'm watching Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren on this television program, I started having this flashback to something that 
that happened for years on television and ended up being a massive scandal. And it was the old 700 Club, the PTL, the Praise the Lord Club with Jim Baker and Tammy Faye Baker. A gigantic television ministry that ended up awash in cash and not long after it, awash in scandal and criminal charges and ultimately the downfall of the 700 Club and the PTL Club and the, the scandal of Jim and Tammy Faye with the air-conditioned doghouse that the, the pensioners had paid for, sending in to the PTL Club and the 700 Club their, their hard-earned dollars and their Social Security checks to fund the lavish lifestyle of these televangelists uh, who invaded their homes every night in the name of God. Well, in the name of the political gods, the progressives, the Bernie and Elizabeth, the Jim and Tammy Faye of the progressive religion, I'm telling you, I'm feeling the same thing. I get the same vibe out of these two. Uh, I remember the final broadcast of the PTL Club as Jim Baker was forced out of their palatial estate. He was headed to prison. Tammy Faye was headed to the freak talk show circuit. And uh, I think she's no longer with us. I don't know if he's still. Yes, he's still around. He's now got a a new Tammy Faye co-host and they're selling survival food. But this was from their final episode back in um, March of 1987. So we're talking 30 years ago. And they were they were in this beautiful house. It really was an amazing piece of property that all those all those quote believers who bought into their carnival stuff. They, it wasn't about faith. It was about swindling people. Here's here's just a snippet of this final episode, and then wait till you hear Bernie and Elizabeth. I swear they're the new Jim and Tammy of all of their sins. And we're so thankful that God has forgiven us. We don't know what the future holds, but I can assure you, Jim and Tammy someday will be helping people again because we must help people because God has helped us so very, very much. I think the enemy planned this at the time when we would be down, when we were just getting back up again and getting ready to minister. We felt the second half of our ministry you know, I've walked through this yard, Tammy, and yeah. the sun has been shining, and yet a song's been going through my head. The sun will shine again. I got to stop it there, because Tammy's going to sing. And Tammy says, they're out in this beautiful backyard. And somewhere in a studio with a live audience, they're watching these people from their home that was paid for by all these folks. And then that was in my head as I heard... Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren in this PTL-like program. So what we're looking at is an effort to move in exactly the wrong direction. And let us be clear, let me reiterate this. Republicans are not comfortable with this. Thousands of people will die. There's no question in my mind when you throw 23 million people off that budget. it's It's not just you on this one, Bernie. There have actually been studies about the impact of not having health care coverage. And 
what happens is that people don't get the preventive care they need. They don't get the checkups. They, they don't, don't go get to the, the doctor when they should they go, go to, to the, the doctor. doctor. You have talked to and I have talked to doctors yep. who have said, I have lost patients because by the time they walk into yep. the office, they're much sicker than they should have been. Yep. All right, so what kind of crazy world is this? And I want to get back to the point Elizabeth just made. We are not a poor country. No. We should not be talking about severe austerity efforts. We are the richest country in the history of the world. So here's Bernie doing the pitch. All he's missing right now is the phone number that says, send your dollars to the Bernie and Elizabeth Church of the Progressive Life. And we will solve all your problems. We will bestow upon you the single-payer universal health program. Can I get an amen for Bernie and Elizabeth? It's seriously, and am, am I crazy on this? 888-933-93-888-900-3393. Do you hear it? Do you hear it? And, and first of all, Bernie's saying we're the, we're the richest country. We can afford this. Then why are we... $20 trillion in debt, and why do we have $120 trillion in unfunded liabilities going forward? Here's some more of the Bernie and Elizabeth PTL program. Most people don't know that because almost all new income and wealth is going to the people on top. But you do know that, and Elizabeth knows that, and I know that. Both of these people have book deals. Bernie's just netted him almost 800000 Most of that money's going to the people on top. They're just like Jim and Tammy Faye. The only thing missing is Elizabeth to either break out in song or start crying and have her mascara run down her face. I know, it's a bit of a reach, but I'm telling you, this is the PTL club. This is politics becoming religion for the progressive socialist-minded youth in America. These two are going to try and make that happen. These two are going to try and fill that gap. These two are trying to fill in the faith that was so badly maligned when these kids went to college, when these, these snowflakes went to college. We saw it at the rallies this summer. I, I, I know it's a bit of a reach, but trust me, politics is becoming a religion for the snowflakes, for the misguided, for the uninformed. And, and if, I'm, if I'm wrong, God, I hope I'm wrong, because then maybe kids will find faith. Maybe they'll grow up and find something other than a government to worship. Because when you start worshiping government, you get what we're seeing in North Korea and China, and that's soulless robots. The robots are already headed our way. We don't need to turn the humans into robots. Just a little bit of a commentary. Bernie and Elizabeth, the progressive Jim and Tammy Faye Baker. We'll be right back. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Look, write this down, write it down, and, and after the show, pick up the phone and call this number, 
800-500-8384. That's Relief Factor. That is where you order the three-week quick start pack. It's $19.95. It's got everything you need to try Relief Factor for three weeks and see if it does for you what it did for me. Yesterday, I lifted an 80-pound air conditioner, put it in a window, set the thing up, didn't even think about it, but I woke up this morning, my back was going, oh, no. And I thought, what did I do? Instead of waiting for breakfast, I took the all-natural anti-inflammatory relief factor, took the breakfast packet, and then I also did it at breakfast, lunch, and I'll do it at dinner tonight. And guess what? I'm still not needing any pain medication because the inflammation went down. That was the source of the pain in my back. I feel wonderful. I'm not going to lift another air conditioner today, but relief factor saved my cheese. All natural, anti-inflammatory. You want to know more, go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call them and ask the questions. 800-500-8384, It is Relief Factor. Before we get out of here, I got a couple of things I need to address. Number one, yesterday we heard from one of the most powerful people in Washington and uh, by, by extension, one of the most powerful people in the world. We heard from someone that we really have never heard from before. And uh, I, I go back to an old saying, I think it was from Will Rogers. If you ain't listening, you ain't learning. And this person, I think, has been spending the first hundred and what is it, 130 some days of this presidency advising the president and listening, sitting quietly and listening and taking it all in, not rushing to the cameras, not publishing op-eds, but just listening. That person is the president's son-in-law, Jared Kushner. And yesterday we heard from Jared Kushner for the first time, and it was all that the mass media could do not to, not to just fall all over themselves to find a way to mock Jared Kushner. For what? His voice. They didn't like his voice. You know, and as a guy who was told years ago, oh, you'll never get on radio. You've got a voice that's it's just not right. I, I was always a believer that it's the, the quality of the content and not the dulcet tones that will get you a career in broadcasting. So when Jared Kushner stood up in front of the technology leaders and said this, We created the White House Office of American Innovation in an effort to bring business sensibility to a government that for too long has relied on past practices as automatic justification for their continuation. Right there, listen to the content. Don't care about the fact that he sounds young. Oh, God forbid he's young. Listen to what he's saying. Jared Kushner came out yesterday and spoke in front of the world for the first time. And the left couldn't wait to mock him. Now, can you imagine? Yeah, I'm going to play the whataboutery game. What if that had happened to an advisor under Barack Obama or Bill Clinton? Uh, Anybody who dared mock them would have been called uh, ageist, 
would have been uh, brought out in the public square and, and called all kinds of names. How dare you make fun of his voice? Good for you, Jared Kushner. He's on his way to the Middle East right now to maybe listen and see if we can get moving closer to some peaceful understanding between the Israelis and the Palestinians. Maybe. So go ahead, mass media, mock away. You're just going to look stupid. That's all I'm telling you. Who cares what his voice sounds like? Listen to what he's saying. Listen to the words that are coming out of his mouth. And then react. Then make a decision. It's just, it's just so infuriating at times. And I don't know Jared Kushner. I just know that Donald Trump tries to get the best people he can to run his companies. In many cases, they're his kids, and he has faith in them. And I don't think he'd let his daughter marry a fool. I think... I think this kid's got a lot going on. So shame on you, mainstream media, for mocking Jared Kushner. Listen to what he has to say. I leave you with a quote from Heinrich Heine. One should forgive one's enemies, but not before they're hanged. One should forgive one's enemies, but not before they're hanged. Testudo, my friends. Testudo. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.